Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Dependent on Jesus. I mean, like, totally dependent on Jesus. And there's no point without him. So, waste of time without him, right? Yeah. Feel free to sing with us. This song is simple. It says, Tell me what can I do? Because I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. Can't live without you. Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you, no, I can't live without you, so here's my heart, here's my mind, I give you my soul, Lord, I need you to take control, cause I try to join, trying on my own, but what I found is
to God. Where would I be without you, Lord? Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Where would we be without the most high God? I don't know about you, but I need him every second of my life. I can't move without him. We can't breathe without him. I, I, I can't sleep without him. I, I just got to have him with me everywhere that I go. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm just so honored that he just want to roll with me. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just thank the Lord in this place. Psalm 95, 6 and 7 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his land, of his hand. Glory to God. Today, if you hear his voice, glory to God, we just want to hear the voice of the Lord on today. We want to hear the voice of the Lord, not just today, but every day. I want to hear his voice every day throughout the day as I commune with him, as we walk together and we talk together. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Let us be like Abraham and hallelujah. 
like Moses, and you know what? Well, we walk with God, and we and, and well, Abraham, God walked with him and talked with him, amen, commune with him. Let that be our story, amen, because God just want to be in our presence. God, God wants to dwell in the midst of us. Um, glory to God. And we just bless the name of the true living God. God, we want to hear your voice today. And, Lord God, we can't hear your voice without your presence. And we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that, oh, God, that you, oh, Lord God, that you, oh, God, will just be in the midst of us, oh, God, because you love, oh, God, your dear children, you love your beloved, oh, God, that you, oh, God, Hallelujah, oh God, will come, oh God, in in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls, and we welcome you, Lord. Hallelujah, on this line, in this broadcast, God. Lord God, we welcome you in our homes and in our businesses, in our ministries, in our cars, wherever we may be around the world, throughout the nation. We ask, oh God, that you will rest your glory cloud upon us, oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God. As, oh God, we commune with you, just as you did a Abraham, oh God, and I'm sorry, that's just as you did Moses, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, and oh God, so that even when we come, oh God, out of your presence this morning, oh God, your radiant light will shine through us in us, among us, and around us, oh, Lord. People will, so that people can see you, oh, God, and not none of us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that as we draw nigh unto you, that you have already drawn nigh unto us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you desire to be in the midst of us. Because of your loving compassion that you have for each and every last one of us. Lord, we give you the honor and we give you the praise and we thank you for being in this broadcast with us. Children of the Most High God, I want to also welcome each and every last one of you to the Kingdom International Intercession and Word of Empowerment line. My name is Pastor Deron Shazorn with Divine Order Restoration Ministries, where we are restoring the order of God, one life, one body, one nation at a time. Glory to God. We just bless the name of the true living God in this place. We thank God for each and every last one of you. We bless, we pray blessings over um, you, your family, your household, your ministry, your business, amen. We just speak the blessing and the favor of God in every area of your life. We thank God that you didn't deem it robbery to come and spend your time in fellowship with us in the presence of the Lord. <coughs> How we bless the name of the true living God in this place. Glory to God. Let us go into worship. Amen. Thank you, Lord. With you all of my life, there 
Lord, we call upon you, oh God, to save us, oh God, and to trust you with everything, oh God. Your righteous hand always so mightily invoking. Help us, oh God, to cultivate a trust in your power and your strength, a trust, oh God, in your unfailing love, a trust, oh God, in your salvation. Thank you, Lord. As we worship you, as we praise you, oh God, as we persevere, as we push towards a higher mark, how you call it, but you call us in our lives in spite of adversity. In the mighty name of Jesus, as we hold on to your promise, oh God, and not letting go, oh God, believing, oh God, and knowing that it shall come to pass. You have declared that your word shall not come back unto you before it is. Lord, be unto you. Oh, Lord, be unto you, oh God. In the name of Jesus. So trust in you, oh God, bring feet unto your children. It allows us to know, oh God, that we're It causes us to bind up fear and rescue the plot of the enemy. Cause us to be liberated. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We're stranded. Help us, oh God, in this place to cultivate to cultivate a trust in your God like never before, like never before, a greater level of trust in the name of Jesus. Even as your word declares those who trust in you, oh God, will prosper. Even as your word declares those of the one who trusts in you, help us in this place. God bless you. Help us in this place. It's, it's, it's really hard for me to hear you, Pastor. I don't know if you can hear Bluetooth. It's really hard for me to hear you. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, Lord. 
in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing you this morning, Lord. Open the phone. Thank you, Lord God, for the second your angels on our behalf. Thank you, Lord, that you can sit around in this time and sit down to the field of the blood of the Lord. We will not let it be your phenomenal son, our dynamic Savior, outstanding brother, living and caring friend, who is none other than Jesus Christ, and who has been in his most holy and worthy name that we have to lead in intercession and have said it's power. Hello. God bless you. Glory to God. Glory oh, yeah, to God. much better. Um, much better. Thank you, Pastor. Glory to God. Bless you, woman of God. Amen. Um, bless you, bless you, um, Prophetess Roslyn, for joining us this morning. Amen. To God be the glory. May God bless your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, mighty, mighty people of God, we're going to get ready to transition over to the word of empowerment. We want every heart and mind to stay with the spirit of expectations. So that God can deliver unto each of us today what we need individually and corporately. We're going to thank God in advance that the Holy Spirit will overshadow us and have its way. That he will teach and train us in all truths. uh, So that the word of God can become alive and active in our day-to-day living. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us dine on the word of God. It is so important that we that we learn the word of God, that we read the word of God, that you know, that 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 um the word of God become the very essence of our being and, and, and of our lives so that we can walk in the power, the authority and the um the dominion that God has given unto to us. Amen. Um to God be the glory. On today God is going to release in our ear gate second Samuel three and four. Amen. Um to God be the glory. Let every ear hear the word of the most high God. Chapter three. The war between the house of Saul and the house of David lasted a long time. David grew stronger and stronger while the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon, the son of Ahinoam of Jezreel. His second, Kiliath, the son of Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. The third, Absalom, the son of Maacah, daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur. The fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith. The fifth, Shephatiah, the son of Abidal. And the sixth, Ithream, the son of David's wife, Egla. These were born to David in Hebron. During the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner had been strengthening his own position in the house of Saul. Now Saul had had a concubine named Rizpah, daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Abner was very angry because of what Ishbosheth said, and he answered, Am I a dog's head on Judah's side? This very day I am loyal to the house of your father Saul and to his family and friends. I haven't handed you over to David, yet now you accuse me of an offense involving this woman. May God deal with Abner, be it ever so severely, if I do not do for David what the Lord promised him on oath, and transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul 
and established David's throne over Israel and Judah from Dan to Beersheba. Ishbosheth did not dare to say another word to Abner because he was afraid of him. Then Abner sent messengers on his behalf to say to David, Whose land is it? Make an agreement with me, and I will help you bring all Israel over to you. Good, said David. I will make an agreement with you, but I demand one thing of you. Do not come into my presence unless you bring Michael, daughter of Saul, when you come to see me. Then David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, son of Saul, demanding, Give me my wife Michael, whom I betrothed to myself for the price of a hundred Philistine foreskins. So Ishbosheth gave orders and had her taken away from her husband Paltiel, son of Laish. Her husband, however, went with her, weeping behind her all the way to Bahurim. Then Abner said to him, Go back home! So he went back. Abner conferred with the elders of Israel and said, For some time you have wanted to make David your king. Now do it! For the Lord promised David, By my servant David I will rescue my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke to the Benjamites in person. Then he went to Hebron to tell David everything that Israel and the whole house of Benjamin wanted to do. When Abner, who had twenty men with him, came to David at Hebron, David prepared a feast for him and his men. Then Abner said to David, Let me go at once and assemble all Israel for my lord the king, so that they may make a compact with you, and that you may rule over all that your heart desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. Just then David's men and Joab returned from a raid and brought with them a great deal of plunder. But Abner was no longer with David in Hebron, because David had sent him away, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and all the soldiers with him arrived, he was told that Abner, son of Ner, had come to the king and that the king had sent him away and that he had gone in peace. So Joab went to the king and said, what have you done? Look, Abner came to you. Why did you let him go? Now he is gone. You know, Abner, son of Ner, he came to deceive you and observe your movements and find out everything you are doing. Joab then left David and sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the well of Syrah. But David did not know it. Now when Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into the gateway as though to speak with him privately. And there, to avenge the blood of his brother Azahel, Joab stabbed him in the stomach, and he died. Later, when David heard about this, he said, I and my kingdom are forever innocent before the Lord concerning the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May his blood fall upon the head of Joab and upon all his father's house. May Joab's house never be without someone who has a running sore, or leprosy, or who leans on a crutch, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks food. Joab and his brother Abishai murdered Abner because he had killed their brother Azahel in the battle at Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and all the people with him, Tear your clothes and put on sackcloth and walk in mourning in front of Abner. King David himself walked behind the bier. They buried Abner in Hebron, and the king wept aloud at Abner's tomb. All the people wept also. The king sang this lament for Abner. Should Abner have died as the lawless die? Your hands were not bound. Your feet were not fettered. You fell as one falls before wicked men. And all the people wept over him again. Then they all came and urged David to eat something while it was still day. 
But David took an oath, saying, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if I taste bread or anything else before the sun sets. All the people took note and were pleased. Indeed, everything the king did pleased them. So on that day, all the people and all Israel knew that the king had no part in the murder of Abner, son of Ner. Then the king said to his men, Do you not realize that a prince and a great man has fallen in Israel this day? And today, though I am the anointed king, I am weak, and these sons of Zeruiah are too strong for me. May the Lord repay the evildoer according to his evil deeds. This concludes Disc 17. Chapter 4 When Ishbosheth, son of Saul, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost courage, and all Israel became alarmed. Now Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding bands. One was named Baana, and the other Rechab. They were sons of Rimmon the Beerothite, from the tribe of Benjamin. Beeroth is considered part of Benjamin because the people of Beeroth fled to Gittaim and have lived there as aliens to this day. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, but as she hurried to leave, he fell and became crippled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now Rechab and Baana, the sons of Rimmon, the Beerothite, set out for the house of Ishbosheth and they arrived there in the heat of the day while he was taking his noonday rest. They went into the inner part of the house as if to get some wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Baana slipped away. They had gone into the house while he was lying on the bed in his bedroom. After they stabbed and killed him, they cut off his head. Taking it with them, they traveled all night by way of the Arabah. They brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron and said to the king, here is the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy, who tried to take your life. This day the Lord has avenged my lord the king against Saul and his offspring. David answered Rechab and his brother Baana, the sons of Rimmon, the Beerothite. As surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of all trouble, when a man told me Saul is dead and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and put him to death in Ziklag. That was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more, when wicked men have killed an innocent man in his own house and on his own bed, should I not now demand his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? So David gave an order to his men, and they killed them. They cut off their hands and feet and hung the bodies by the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in Abner's tomb at Hebron. My God, my God, oh my God, we just bless God for the word of truth as it was released in the atmosphere, amen. Um, we're thanking God that it was, as it was deposited on the fertileness of our heart, um, glory to God that it, um, that it, when it is prospering in the way in which God has sent it, amen. Um, we just thank God and we just trust in God and man, the word is always powerful. The word is always powerful. I mean, there's so many nuggets in the word. I'm just going to pull a few nuggets out of here. I mean, so many things can be preached and taught um, in, in, in in this word, oh, oh Lord. 
Um, glory to God. And we just bless God for that. You know, um, even as the word was just being released and it began to talk about the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, how it had lasted a long time, but it began to say that David was growing stronger and stronger while the house of Saul was growing weaker and weaker. Amen. And um, and, and what came upon me was that, you know what I'm saying, it, we, you know, we've been at war. I know many of us, we feel like we've been at war forever. You know, we've been, it's been a war against our very life. Amen. Even before we got here. But God, but God, but God, and I just, you know, and I just heard God said, you know, we're getting stronger and stronger each day, amen. amen. Each day we're growing stronger, we're growing yes. stronger in the Lord. We're coming, amen. we're um, we're coming victorious every day. Every day we're beating, you know, we're we're overcoming the schemes and the plots of the enemy, yes. amen. Every day, even more of the enemy, um, even more of the enemy army, the, that those that he have assigned to our life, they're dying off. Amen. So the enemy, you know, what he used to be able to trick us with yesterday, he can't trick us with today because we've grown stronger in the things of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, glory to God. And that's causing the enemy to become weaker and weaker. And I said, bless the name of the true living God. God, we bless you for that. Amen. Um, we, we bless the name of the Lord because God said that we, we shall live and not die. He said that, you know, we we shall come, we shall fulfill the fullness of the plan that he's called forth in our life. We just got to continue to they say what it is. They say fight the good fight of faith. And as we fight the good fight of faith, we become stronger and stronger because the enemy, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the enemy cannot um, stand against faith. Amen. You know, he tried to use fear. The moment, the moment we fear a thing, then he becomes stronger. But as we walk in faith, we become stronger and he become weaker. Amen. I want to say that again. If we allow fear to consume us if we invite fear in because we already determined that God didn't give us a spirit of fear um only how fear can come upon us and and live and dwell within us we gotta when he knock on the door we gotta let fear in okay so if we let fear into our lives amen if we let fear into our lives it uh, it it causes us to grow weak and the enemy becomes stronger in our life amen but as we walk in faith we become stronger and the enemy becomes weaker. Um, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, glory, glory, glory to God. Um, I wanna I'm gonna move on down a little bit more and I wanna just deal with we've seen how um Abnar who was who had been on you know, been on the side or on the position of um of Saul you know, maintaining his position with Saul's house and being loyal to the house of Saul, Saul, who um, at that time, Saul's house was still reigning in Israel. David had not yet become king of Israel. He was only king of Judah at this time when we're, when we're uh, at this particular time and period as we're looking in um, chapter um, 3 of Second Samuel. Um, David do not become king of Israel until a, a a little bit later. He's not anointed king of all Israel until a little bit later. But we see that um, Saul's descendant he offends Abner. Okay, he offends Abner. He offends the one who had been there supporting him in this in this fight against David. 
And when he offends him, and, I, and I'm breaking out a point here about the spirit of offense. When he offends him, then he loses. When he offends him, he loses his loyalty. He loses his loyalty in such a way that his offense caused him, um, caused him to lose his reign as king of, of Israel because Abner had the uh, power and the authority, the influence. Let me say this. He had the influence. Abner had the influence of Israel, even though he was not king. And, I, and I've, I'm sure we talked about it before, um, um, the difference between influential power and um, authoritative power. Influential power, influential power always outrank authority um authoritative power or position power. Influence power always outrank it. So Abner had um the influential power to influence Israel to um so that it influenced Israel to um elect David as king or influence them to follow through with the very promise that God had called forth, you know, in his, in uh, on David's life. Now Abner could have could have been done that because they they knew, as you see, you know, even when he got offended by um by Saul's descendant, he had, you know he's like, wait a minute, I'm gonna go ahead and do, let me do this. Since you wanna offend me, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. Let I'm gonna go ahead and um. I'm going to go ahead and give unto David that in which the Lord had promised him on oath. And he said, I'm going to give give that to David. He said, if 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 I do not, let me let me go get the word correctly. He says unto Saul descended, he said, yet now you accuse me of an offense involving this woman. May God deal with Abner, be it ever so severely, if I do not do, if I do not do for David what the Lord promised him on oath, and transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and establish David's throne over Israel and Judah from Dan to Beth to Beersheba. Um, you know, glory to God. And even as that even began to um to be released and even as I was you know, reading um over it last night and I was reading this morning, um, glory to God. And and um and that and that transfer just caught it captivated my spirit. It captivated, you know, it captivated my spirit. I mean, there's some things that God has called us to have, amen, and a transfer has to take place. A transfer is about to take place. We just have to stay in position. Now, many of us, we should have been had to transfer, but the, the transfer of the promise, amen, the, the transfer of the promise that God has called for in our life, it had been held up because we have been out of position. We find David now in position to obtain the promise. Amen. He's in position to obtain the promise to now reign over Israel. Now remember, David was anointed at, I think, maybe about 15, at least a little bit over 15 years ago, probably about 15, 20 years um, prior to where we're at right now, anointed to be king over Israel. And now he's got himself in a point, in a place. He got got himself in the position of now obtaining the transfer, the promise being transferred him. And, you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, that's okay. People may, there may be people in the place where God has promised you. Amen. But as surely in God's appointed Time in God's perfect timing, they're going to be a transfer. They're going to have to be removed, Amen. So that you can get where God, where God has 
called you to be. Amen. If if he if he promised you the land, you you best to believe it that you're gonna possess it. Just like the Israelites. See, I mean the Israelites now he promised Abraham in the book of Genesis, Hey, I'm gonna um give, give I'm gonna give your descendants this land. Amen. But the land was preoccupied by some people and some things. Amen. And but when the timing was right, when the timing was right, they was able to to obtain the transfer of the land. They they was able to get the transfer of the property unto them. Amen. Um glory to God. And again, they, they had to be positioned, they had to be conditioned and positioned, glory to God, to obtain the property that God had called forth in order to go, to go and enter and, and possess the promised land. You know, there were some things that needed to manifest in their lives so that once they obtained the promise, that they would be able to not only, um, they was, they'll be able to maintain it and sustain that in which God has given unto them. I mean, so we got to be in position and we got to, you know, stay in position until the, in, in, until the word of God become established in the land of the living, in the land of the living. And so we find ourselves in areas where we're out of position or we, you know, sometimes we get tired, we get aggravated, we get irritated, we get frustrated because we know what God said and it just have not manifested yet in our lives. I tell you, don't move, don't give up. You can't continue to push. You can continue to do the things that God has called you to do. And while you're in that place, amen, waiting on the manifestation of the promise, hey, you just be, you know, you stay before God and you and you be asking God, God, what is it that needs to be cultivated in me? What is it that needs to be developed in me? You know, even as I told you guys that the that the Israelites they had to go down to Egypt, and you can you can check my record, you can you can check the background on it, you can go check the history on it. They had to go down to Egypt to learn how to uh, to learn the skill and the art of agriculture. They didn't know that. They didn't know agriculture prior to going down to Egypt. So they had to go down to Egypt to acquire a skill that would assist them and keeping in the upkeep of the land that God was giving them so that they would know how to to, to plant and farm so that they can eat from the good of the land because God was, what God was giving them, God was giving them good soil, good ground. But what good is good ground and good soil if you don't know how to plant on it? Come on now, teach. So that you can eat from the good of the land. So it was, they had a purpose in Egypt. And I'm saying this to say, you know, there's a process that we have to go through and there's some things that we have to go through in our lives so that we can learn some things, we can acquire some skills so that as we obtain the promise of God, we'll be equipped to maintain it and sustain it. So don't let us not despise nothing that we had to go through or nothing that we're in, you know what I'm saying, because it's all serving a purpose. It's developing us for the promise. It's developing us to complete the purpose that God has called forth in our lives. So while we're in our, you know, while we're in our pit or we're in our prison or we're in a, you know, what David, I mean, um, Josh, um, Josh, Joseph, or we're in, you know, slavery or, or whatever it may be that we, we may be in, Learn, let that thing, let us learn while we're in there. Learn while we're in there. And you know, for me, you know, and I be, when a God have me in my in my places or whatever, and I be trying to look, I'm going to learn this lesson as quickly as I can. I don't want to fail no test. I want to hurry up and learn it so I can come on out. out of it. I hear you, Pastor. 
I want to come on out of God. What, what I need, what I need to learn right here. I'm mm-hmm. suffering for a reason. I'm in pain for a reason. I'm hurting for a reason. This just didn't happen by accident. God, I know that it's something that you need for me to learn in this. I'm going to get out of myself and know that it ain't about me. It's some things that you're trying to do in me, through me, so that you can develop me to where it is that you're sending me. Amen? Um, Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I said I wasn't preaching this morning. I was just pointing out which calibre. We're just going to flow with the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. But thank you, Jesus. So don't, you know, don't, um, don't get caught up and don't get arrested. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't get arrested in the places where you've been, where you are. And even the things that God is going to send you through so that you can continue to be developed for the greatness that he's called upon your life. Don't get arrested there. Don't get caught in those moments. Amen. Don't find yourself in a place where you're you're constantly repeating the same test over and over and over and over again because you are arrested by the enemy. It was the enemy wanted to be done for your harm. But it got doing it, God doing it, God allowed it to happen for your good. So that lives can be saved. It's much beyond you. So that others can be healed, set free, and delivered so that you can fulfill the very purpose and the call that he have upon your life. That is greatness inside of you. What we're at right now, I don't know, God, I, I, no, no. That's not the end of our story. That's not the end of our story. For those who will come out, you know, for, for those who would trust in God and allow God to, and, and, and allow God to train you and develop you, you know, in, in these places and in these situations and circumstances, you're going to see the greatness and the glory of God just rise upon your life like, like never before. Amen. Yeah, like never before. We gave, we don't have, because we went through Egypt. See, Egypt was just a place we had to go through, not a place we all stay. That's not a place that we're supposed to stay because that's not the promise. That's a place we have to go through to be, to be trained, to be equipped, to get developed. But sometimes we get caught in caught in that place, and, and you know what I'm saying. We get caught in that place, and and you get depressed. But God, like, no, I I wasn't trying to depress you. That ain't a place of depression for you. That was a place of development for you. That, that you 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 know you feel the pain, but no, that pain is getting ready to push you into purpose. That pain is gonna put you into purpose. That hurt you feel right there. That was to help you. That is to help you get to where it is I need for you to be. That is to help you to walk into my glory. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to stay right there. I need you to move. I need you to come on and allow me to go ahead. Every wound that you have, that you have inquired, just go ahead and let me, let me heal that. Let me, let me heal that. Let me heal that place for you, so you can get where it is I need for you to be. I don't need you to be stuck and arrested there. Mm. I need you to come out of Egypt, not stay there. You were just passing through Egypt so that you can be developed for my glory. For my glory, Amen. To God be the glory. God be the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I had some more points, but I'm going to drop. We're going to pinpoint it right there, amen, for this morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to open up the lines for God's people. I'm going to open up the lines for prayer. I'm going to open up the lines for um, test, um, um, 
testimony. I'm going to open up the line for um, any, you know, whatever God may have put on your heart to release unto the people of God on today. The line is open for God's people. Amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning, Pastor. Can you hear me? Good morning, Prophetess. Yeah. Um, is it okay if I say something? Yes, ma'am. Yes, the, okay. the line is open. Yes. Okay. Good morning, everyone in the chat room, everyone online, Prophetess Rosalind Jennings from the Power Forgiveness Show. And I thank God for Pastor on this morning because she really hit some things. Um, but she's ministering is really... um ministering to me. I just thank God for the word. Amen. But um also this morning, you know, I was I was um I wanna bring something out. Um, you know, and it's like I did a teaching uh a couple of years ago and it says, Lord, deliver me from spiritual amnesia. Amen. Lord, deliver me from spiritual amnesia. Amen. And I and I went through the scripture in the book of Matthew, how when the guy had a debt, come on, somebody, the the king, you know, God touched the king's heart for the king to release him his debt. Amen, somebody. But when, but with that same guy that the king released from his debt, when somebody owed him, he didn't have the same compassion. He didn't have the same understanding that that somebody extended to him. Now was his time to do the same thing that the king. You would think if the king released him from his debt, that he would that he would have had what compassion and understanding for somebody else because he would just he just came out of the situation. And some of us are just like some of us just like the guy. Uh, we gone through things, you know. In life, you could go through things. It could make you better. It could make you bitter. Amen. And I noticed with people, um, they going through things, and somebody else come along is going through the same thing they going through. Instead of them having compassion, instead of, instead of them having understanding, instead of them breaking the cycle of not you know not caring, they do the same thing that others have done to them, or they forget how God had mercy, come on, and grace on them. Amen. And a lot of times we have spiritual amnesia. We forget, amen, because of selfishness, because of pride. Let's not forget um, this morning. Let 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 us not forget what how God has healed us and delivered us. Let us not forget who God, the people of God, put in our path and our life that was there for us when nobody else was there for us. Amen. Let us remember, amen, what God has done for us, amen, and let us have compassion and understanding. Standing and step up, amen. So let us not have spiritual amnesia, amnesia this morning. And, and and I just want to read one, just this one scripture. Keep it simple. And it's in Philippians chapter two, verse four. Because we we have to eat every day, work on the spirit of selfishness, the spirit of selfishness, the spirit of emotional attach, emotional attach when you you just don't have. No care, or you, you can't connect when someone is going through something. Somebody could be going through sickness. Somebody could be going through uh, grief. Somebody could be just going, just, through, just having a bad time in life, but you just don't have no compassion. You just don't have no understanding. You just don't remember how God had compassion 
on you and his mercy. How there was times when, when it was people that God put in your path that God used. It, it, God works through people, amen. We, 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 God's all our help, but he works through people. Everybody in the Bible who God used, he used a person, amen. He, he even used Jesus, his only forgotten son, to come down. God is going to use somebody. He's not going to do it himself. He's going to use a person. But so many of us, because because the spirit of religion and tradition and selfishness, because we don't want to be bothered, we don't want to help nobody, we, we quit to quote scriptures. We quit to say, God, this, but God is, instead of you saying, God, this, God, that, won't, won't, God is using you. God wants you to be the one. Amen. So, you know, so so before you, you, you quote scriptures and, and, and you get spiritual amnesia, Remember what have God have done for you. Remember the people, you know, have God have used in your life, amen, in your time of need. And, and, and if, if you say, well, nobody wasn't there for me, don't become bitter. Become better, amen, and forgive, amen, and then you break the cycle. If somebody wasn't there for you in your time of need, you break the cycle and you start being there for others. Amen. So let's not get spiritual amnesia. So the book of Philippians chapter 2, 4, it says, not looking to our own interests, but each of you in the interest of others. Amen. God wants us to be not, he wants to be mindful of other people. Amen. Other people. If you want somebody to be mindful of you, you got to be mindful of them. Amen. Support goes both ways. Prayer goes both ways. Giving goes both ways. So we have to be careful. Uh, that we don't get spiritual amnesia, what God has done for us. And uh, I just want to thank uh, uh, God, and I just want to thank Pastor as well. Amen. And like you were saying, you know, a lot of times we do have to examine ourselves and say, God, what is it do I need to learn? Amen. And walk in forgiveness. Don't get bitter, get better. Amen. That's, that's all I have to say. Glory to God. We just thank you, um, woman of God, for just sharing um, that with us. And and you're absolutely right, Amen. That we shouldn't we should get shouldn't get bitter. We should get better, Amen. We should um, um, learn from that place and allow the the light of God to shine in that situation. And that that's that's and that's how you get from a place from from bitter to better when you allow the light of God to shine in that situation and um and you allow the word of God to illuminate in your life and through your life. Amen. And 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 some people stay in those places of bitterness and unforgiveness and things of that nature because of, you know, just um because no you know understanding of the word or the lack of knowledge of the word of God. And so they, they stay in those in in those places and, and that's how those particular areas begin to overpower. To overpower them and um because they don't understand the power and authority that they have over each of those and I'm and I'm telling you there is nothing that happened in your life. If you ever trying to figure out if you know if you just can't figure out and the pain is too too much where you just cannot understand what God is saying, you need to learn. Know that judge it against any one of the fruit of the spirit. Judge the matter against any one of the fruit of the spirit, because in every situation, every circumstances, one of those things are being developed in you, or a several of those things at one time. Is being developed in you, Amen. You're going to a greater level 
you know, I, I and, and that's what I love about God. I, you know, that we we just don't arrive to a place that you know we have to we have to get it a little bit at a time. That's why we go from faith to faith. Amen. We you 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 know you cultivate faith at this level. Then hey, um, once he said, okay, you good, very good. I'm gonna let me go, let me go ahead and take you to another level of faith. You know, glory to God. I was um we was when I was registering for school, for um school and was talking to the um. The administrator there, and she was, you know, she was giving case study scenarios, and she began to talk about, you know, how Job was um, tested, and you know how Job lost everything, and um, you know what have you. And I had to tell her, you know, Job, God was taking Job to a to another level of faith. It's one thing to have faith in God when you have it all, but faith goes to a whole different level. It sure you, does. you know what I'm saying? When you have nothing and stuff hasn't been stuff have been stripped for you, because now you got to see, you know, where you was able to see some things. Now you, you know, now it's take. I can see some things, and I believe you, Lord. I see it. I believe you, Lord. I see some things that look close to it. I believe you, Lord. But when He take you to a place where you don't see nothing, mm. you can't see it. You just gotta move. When He take you to, that's a whole different level of faith. That's a greater level of faith. You know, that's a greater level of faith, and God want to constantly move us. You know what I'm saying? We can't take it all in at one time. We can't we can't grab all of it at one time, and that's why I think God, you know, I believe I'm like, okay, God, things come up. I say, okay, I guess I need to be cultivated here and a little bit more self control. Okay, I see. I, I, I you're cultivating my faith some more. Okay, you're having me to walk in a greater level of love. I'm I'm learning some more compassion in this in this situation. I'm learning more patience, you know, out of this out of this. You know, I'm learning how to be a little bit more gentle. You know, out of this. I mean, you can always cultivate those fruits of the spirit. Can all always is ready to be cultivated even greater, cultivated even greater, cultivated even greater. And and that's what I and that's what I love about God. That's what I love about God. He want to cultivate us to the fullness, to the fullness of His image and in His likeness. Amen. And all the time, it ain't an easy process. No, um, not. glory to God. But it's a necessary process. Amen. So that we can we can live in the greater and we can live out our greater and our greatness. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Um, the line is still open, people of God. Um, for anybody that, you know, may want prayer, anybody, um, God anything God may spoke on your heart. You know, for any testimonies that you may have, you know, to just testify about the goodness of our Lord and Savior, because He has been good, Amen. He has definitely been yeah, good. I have testimony, Pastor. Go ahead, woman of God. <laughs> well, you know what? I just think, look, you know, I look over my life um, since April. It, it's been held and very rough in my time of losing a brother. Well, I stood by for 12 years, so my, you know, my mother been five years by myself, you know, being there laboring and, you know, standing and believing God to come home and get his life together. The brother that God used me to to to, uh, to, to lead him to Christ, amen. You know, my brother and I, we had a relationship, you know, even I'm the baby sister, he's my second older brother. God, I, I just look back how not only I was his sister, I was his prayer warrior, I was his pastor, you know. I I I I, I was his. I, at the end of the day, I was his go-to person, even though it was unbearable at the time. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's like you could be somebody's go-to person, but 
who's your go-to person when you need, you know, mm-hmm. support needs help. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when people constantly come to you, they don't, they're, they're not mindful. They're not, you know, in a form of selfishness. They're not, they're not really caring that you need encouragement. You need just as much help they need. But you just, mm-hmm. you know, it's God's grace. You just hold on. But you know, but I just looked at, I just, um, you know, so it's been very painful. Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of rejection, abandonment. In your time of grief, that's where you, that's where you think that people will run to you. Unfortunately, not all the time they will run to you. They run away from you, it's, you know. And, this, and, and, I, and, and, and I just thank God, um, and it's still painful. Um, I don't let nobody rush me on tell me how to feel because that was my brother. You know, you, you'd invest the time. You didn't labor. And, you know, we, we, it's not our place to tell somebody how to fear in their time of grief. It's to listen to them. It's to pray for them. And that's a mistake a lot of us do in the body of Christ. It's not your place to tell anybody how to feel because that was their that that was their loved one. That was their friend. That was the situation. You don't know what I'm saying. It's to listen. It's just to be encouraged and just to pray for them or just do something nice, like send them a card or just take them out. You know. So anyway, it's like in that time he passed. What four months going on five? Well, it makes five months now. It's just been you know. I just want to thank God that in the time of the rejection in the time of the band in the time of not understanding why, you know, why after all these years I labor, all the, all he's done, my mother done, you know, and, and excited, expecting him to come home, why did he have to die the way he died? Amen. And, and, and his death brings a lot of questions, questions, you know, marks, marks. And I just thank God, you know, um, even today I thank God that I, you know, that God has delivered me from being bitter to become better, amen, to walk in forgiveness, to forgive my family, to forgive my so-called friends, and, and, and just forgive my, you know, give my brothers. Because sometimes our family's not honest with us about their health, about certain things. And you say, well, why didn't he tell me? He had no problem asking when he needed this, he needed that. Why didn't he tell me, you know, what was really going on? And sometimes the only person knows is God. Only He knew. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we just we can't we can't uh, uh, even know how painful it is. We we can't worry about things that we have no control over. Amen. And it's painful. We ask them, and we need God's grace, God mercy, God to help us through those times. Amen. So I just give God the praise that He. He has delivered me from bitterness. He has delivered me from rejection, from abandonment. You know, he he has delivered me um, from the spirit of, of bitterness. He has delivered me from the spirit of resentment, amen, and, 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 and disappointment, amen. He's teaching me to, in spite of all the pouring out and how you labor, you know, for others and you was there, but that at the end of the day, the only person will be there for you is God. Amen. At the end of the day, no matter it doesn't matter. I just want to help somebody. It doesn't matter how much you pour out to others. You know, how it doesn't matter how much you sacrifice. You know, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you know, God will be there for you. He said He would never, He, he would never leave us forsaken us. And sometimes we just gotta stop our work. God, you said you would never leave us forsaken us. And I remember calling a seven hundred club. Um, about a couple couple weeks ago, and she 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 read the scripture, Psalm twenty seven verse ten, and that's the scripture 
14 years ago, my former pastor wrote to me when I was dealing with unforgiveness. Amen. I was sick to the unforgiveness. And she read Psalm uh, 27, verse 10. And I'm going to read it and I'm going to wrap it up. And um, and when you normally when you read that scripture, it's, it's talking about um, your parents. Psalm 27, verse 10 says, Though my father and mother forsaken me, the Lord will what? Receive me. Amen. And so um, the King James Version says, when my, mother, when my father and my mother forsaken me, then the Lord will take me up. And, 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 and I said, wow, you know, when my family, okay, you've got to say, well, when your family forsaken you, when, when your church folks forsaken you, when your husband forsaken you, when your wife, whoever it is, whoever the person is, when whoever it is forsaken you, the Lord will take you up. And then when she, when she said it, it brought, it brought healing to me. It brought peace. And I, and I stood on I said, yeah, God, in spite of my family not being there for me the way they should, in spite of people not calling me, you know, not checking on me and not coming to see me or not even sending me a picture with God, you would take care of me. And I started, to, you know, stand on the Psalm 27, that at the end of the day, no matter what, God will be there for you. Amen. You, and, and, and we have to walk in forgiveness. Amen. It, this is another level for me in forgiveness. Amen. And it's time those things come up, amen. And I said, Lord, what did I, you know, it was time I said, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? Haven't I lost enough, amen? And then I lose three people in one year, and, and I lost some. It was now my brother, amen, and I expect so much to come home for, for us to minister together and him get his life together. And I think about all the, you know, the, the laboring, the time, and then I think about, you know, I'm like, and sometimes people will say to me, which they're not supposed to say to me, oh, it's not going to bring him back. It doesn't matter what's not going to bring him back. You, it's not your place to say that, you know. And I said, Lord, you know what? They don't know any better because they haven't really lost no one they truly love. No one doesn't know your pain, your hurt, until they go through it. Amen. Don't. Sometimes you go through things. People, people can be very insensitive. People can. People will not be mindful. They won't even ask you how you feel. They won't even think about doing. It. Just just know that God will be there for you. Amen. And we we, we have to, to forgive. Amen. So I thank God. For taking me to this, um, uh, he has taken me to another level in forgiveness. In forgiveness, this this different level, as painful it has been, but I thank God, Amen. That I'm walking in forgiveness, and I'm going for it, Amen. I'm not gonna let the enemy keep me bit bitter. I'm become better, and that's my testimony. Amen. Glory to God. We bless God, uh, Amen. For that woman of God, we bless God. I was um. It's a set of scriptures, Second Samuel three, twenty-two through twenty-nine. Um, when I was reading that, I was thinking about you, Amen. And the reason why I was thinking about you, I was like, man, there's some powerful set of scriptures for the woman of God to just dissect, to to you know, um, to expose the enemy of unforgiveness and how the enemy um will um use unforgiveness to destroy. Mm-hmm. our own lives amen and um and you know even as i, I mean i tell people and i think that we're gonna have to do a, a lot more you know teaching and, and training on that as well but um I, I would love to 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 see and hear how you how god used you with 
um, exposing the enemy in, in those um, particular set of scriptures um, as it comes to um, unforgiveness. Because that's, you know, that's your anointing. That's where he, you know, he placed it. He's, he's called you in. You know, even as I, I, I tell you guys all the time is that, you know, when we come into the, when you, we come into the word, amen, and we're um, training in the word, we're reading the word, we're listening to the word, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, he'll speak to us in different ways. You know, he'll speak to us, he'll speak to our situation through the word, amen. He will speak according to our purpose in the word, the calling, you know, upon our life. That's why if you, when you listen to people, messages, the type of messages that they minister, people that are ministers, that minister the word of God, if you listen to their messages, you can pretty much tell what they, the areas that they're called, um, without, without even knowing it, you can, you can tell the areas in which God has called them to, amen, because it's going to always be the framework and the theme work of their message, it's gonna it's, you're gonna always find it, you know, in there, and um and and you'll find yourself when you when you're trying to figure out well what is my purpose what am what what am I called to do and things of that nature you listen to what God ministered to you on on the most how you can you know um and, and it just doesn't matter where you you know where where you are or what it is that you're reading you you'll find a specific theme always in your messages amen you'll always find it in in your messages um glory to god so he'll you know he'll speak to us definitely in our personal situation to help us in where we are and what we need he also speaks to us in according to our purpose you know developing us in our purpose cultivating us in our purpose as well that's what i love about god and and the word and the scripture so when i was reading that today i just thought i was thinking about you um rosalyn even when i, when I was reading it last night i said man i'm going to have i'm going to give these scriptures over to the woman of god i'd just love to see how god used her um with that unforgiveness there how to how to break that down to expose the enemy um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The line is open. Um, people of God, the woman of God, she have offered her gift, Amen. Um, to to pray for God's people on today. Glory and, to God. And, 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 I'm Go sorry, Pastor. Another thing, I have to forgive God because I just couldn't understand how God allowed me to have three brothers in prison. No, after my mother died, no one stepped up on a regular basis to help. Everything fell on me. No one cared to, to say, okay, you take one, I take one, you, I take one, or you take two, I take one. No one didn't step up, amen. My family, my sister, my brother, no one didn't step up. And then, okay, you carrying this, this load, which it, it, it could be a burden, and it's time, you know, my brothers, they didn't appreciate it. You feel me? They didn't know the, the sacrifice. They didn't appreciate the sacrifice. Sometimes I didn't even hear a thank you for them from them. I didn't even get a birthday card or any type of appreciation from them. You, you understand? And so uh, to expect so him to come home in the way, he, you know, he, you know, he, you know, they killed him in the way he died, it's, it's, it's trauma, you know, and, and, and just to go through it by myself, you know, um, physically, amen. Everybody need a hug. Everybody need encouragement, amen. We don't have to be so religious. Everybody, you know, you know needs that support system especially in your time of grief, amen, in your time of sickness, on your time of in a hospital, or whatever you're going through. I'm, I don't know why we as people, we don't think we, we, we should be supported to each other, amen. So I was like, you know, God, what did I do? Because I did all I can. I, I sowed the seeds. I prayed. 
you know, I fast. I, I did all I can. You know, I, I did. You know, I, you know, I ministered to them. I did all I can in, in my physical, you know, ability that you, you know, above and beyond. You know, how is it this happened? You know, coming from. I mean, I see you spare so many other people's life and and intervene. Why did you do this for my brother? And why, why the two people that you called me to bring in the body? To, you know, to, to the body, why they both, my mother, you know, God used me to bring her into Christ and bring my brother, and they both were prophets. Why, you know, and and, and, and I had to really, ask, I had to forgive God because it's like, you know, God, how, you know, how do you allow this to happen to me after all? Did I have not suffered enough, you know, and so I had to forgive God at the end of the day. I had to forgive God. So when you go through things in life, you you know, we get angry with God because we don't understand how God could allow things to happen and how God could spare some people from happening. You think, but God, you know, we see what I'm saying? So it's like no one understands the situation until they until they go through it. I don't expect no one to go through, understand my situation because they didn't go through the 12 years of pain. They didn't go, you know what I'm saying? They didn't go through so you, you, you You can't understand because you didn't go through it. You didn't invest nothing in it to go through it. So you know what I'm saying? So I, I just think I had to forgive God. I forgive myself. I had to forgive so so forgive everybody. You know? So there's time in our life where we have to repent and we gotta forgive God. We don't we just don't understand why it happens the way it happens. Doesn't matter how much people quote scriptures. Or whatever it doesn't that that's not gonna help and, and I don't you don't really want to hear the word, you know what I'm saying? When you hurting, you hurting. The word is not gonna hurt you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you you just don't need to hear the word. You just you just don't, you need God to tell you, explain things. You just need a hug, amen. There's a time and place for everything, amen. And so, you know, and a lot of times people don't really understand grief until they experience it. Don't don't um have com- just have compassion, understand, and learn about grief because that's lacking in the body. A lot, of, a lot of ministers don't understand grief, the process. You are an emotional roller coaster. You know, never make somebody feel bad about what they're going through. Let them go through it and pray for them. They need prayer. That's going to help them, give them the strength and grace to get through this, to get through, to, to get through it. It, 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 to me, the church is in a bit. We don't understand grief. And grief is not just death. It's unemployment, divorce, losing the animal. It's a different form of grief. But I know a lot of people in the body, they don't they don't have a clue on about grief. And they say stuff that don't make no sense. I'm like, God, you know, what's wrong with these? But I said, God, you know, teach these people. Because if you when you go through grief, it's nothing nice. We can say anything we want to say until we go through it. It's nothing nice. And then, then the Holy Spirit said, "Remember when Rosalind was going through grief? Remember that person was going through grief? You had no compassion, you had no understanding. You didn't think about doing nothing nice for them. You never thought about picking up the phone. You never thought about calling, going to see them. You, you, you lived in a Dollar Tree store. You never thought about giving them a fifty cent car. You never really cared. You brushed it off. Oh, get over it. Move on. Oh, you can't bring your brother back. You, can, you know, you were very insensitive." You 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 just you just didn't you was too emotional attached. But you we are all none of us exempt from grief, and there's different forms of grief. So we just really have to have compassion, understanding, and ask God to help us when we we come across somebody who's dealing with grief. 
Amen. Go, go ahead, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm a, I'm going to say a couple of things. Amen. Glory to God. And we, we do have to be a people of compassion. It is when compassion, it, when we're in the word, and, and when you see, when you always, when you're hearing or you're reading about um, Jesus, it was you'll find that healing went forth when compassion, when he became compassionate. About um, about the people, we'll we'll he'll come into a situation, and the word will read God. You know, Jesus had compassion for them, and then you'll on this thing, you know, healing would break free out, deliverance would break out, you know, and and things of that nature. Amen. The other um, so compassion is definitely needed in 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 the body, and it definitely is needed among us. And once um, we get a greater level of compassion. We're going to see more of the greater works of God done in the land of the living. I just truly, truly believe that we're not able to operate in such um, healing and deliverance and things of that nature is because of the lack of compassion that we that that is upon the body and upon God's children. But we just we're going to bless God and we're going to praise God that you know He's teaching us in this moment and in the, even in this hour to have compassion. To you know, to, to learn compassion, so that we can operate at a greater level of compassion for God's people, Amen. And we can operate out of the spirit of God, and no, and not operating out of our flesh or operating out of our hurt, operating out of our emotions, Amen. Because when we operate out of any one of those, out of our flesh, emotions, you know, out of our hurt and our pain, our disappointments, you know, you're, we're really, you know, we we can't operate in um. In a, um, we can't operate effectively or efficiently. A- amen. Um, so I do want to point that out. The other thing I want to say that you know God, God does. God has a reason for everything. And and I know you know we 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 definitely get you know we get mad at God about different situations and circumstances. But God always have our best interests at heart. That so we don't understand why He do what He do. You know we we have you know little understanding because you know. God's ways is not our ways. His thoughts is is not our thoughts, and um and so yeah we'll we we'll, we get upset and sometimes we walk away from God because we just don't understand the who what when and and why and how, um, that He do what He do, but He know that know without a shadow of a doubt that He definitely always have our best interest at heart. And it, it is, it's, it's a painful situation, it's a, a hurtful situation to get, lose your loved one, to lose your friend, to lose your child, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a very hurtful place um, to be in, and, and that is, a you know, a place um, of, of grievance. And because of that, you know, and, uh, you know, you'll get mad at God because you could be looking at other people's situations and circumstances and be like, why why me or or, or, or why my mother, or why my brother, why my daughter? You know what I'm saying? Why, 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 why? You know, because you know you you know it's at at that moment when you're grieving that grievance for it it is about you. You know that's a that is something you know grievance it it, it brings you to a state where it's just all about you. Why this me? Why this? Why blah blah blah? What? Why me? This? Why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? And so um and so you know. And, and 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 until until we get to that point, you know, and it and it is you for a reason, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I know sometimes in, in my situations and circumstances, and and when I have my why my why me moments, you know, and God say, you know, if 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 not you, then who? You know what I'm saying? 
And and I'm telling you, in everything that God does, and, and I'm just, and he and he just, he's humorous like that. Everything that God does, I mean, it serves a purpose. You know what I'm saying? It really serves a purpose. I mean, even in the death of of your um, you know what I'm saying, your your brother, um, Rosalind, and in all that, you know, that you had to endure and 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 go through. You know, I can I can see God utilizing you to 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 form groups and things of that nature for and to, to for people who have siblings or loved ones in prison to to assist them, in, you know what I'm saying, and bring families together to show them how to work at, at a place of unity to make that situation and that circumstances better for everyone. I can see God using you as a grief counseling or a grief coach out of what you have suffered through your loss, using you as a grief counseling and a grief coach, you know, for not only those in the prison who have loved ones that die in the prison system, but those who are experiencing grief out of what you, out of what you will learn through your suffering. You see what I'm saying? So, and and I and I know. I mean, when we're going, when we're in those particular situations, we ain't seeing beyond. We ain't thinking about no purpose. We ain't, uh, we beyond the calling and and all that other stuff because we're because of the pain that we have, mm-hmm. the wound of the pain. We're in our wound. We're in our wound. That's so true. We are in our pain. And I ain't thinking about no calling, no purpose, and all this other stuff. Even even with, you know, and, 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 and you know, even with what, you, what you're called to do. I mean, you, you're called to, for, to forgive. You're, you're, your calling is in forgiveness, teaching forgiveness, walking in the anointing of forgiveness. You know how many people are going to have to wrong you? You know what I'm saying? You, and, but we don't think oh, about I, I that. Pay, I, I have paid a, uh, a, a price. To walk in that, you know what I'm saying. It's, so, it's, and, and, it's like I, you know, I think I don't. Sometimes like I don't understand. I think you sure you caught me in this because there's so many times I just wanted to throw in the towel and, and walk away from it because it comes. It, it has come with a lot of pain. It has come with a lot of betrayal. It has come with a lot of rejection and abandonment. You know what I'm saying? In, not only in time of my grief, in time of sickness. You know, and just it's just it just it just it comes with a it comes with only a price. Of, it, it's very painful, but God has I have to remember and remind myself. We all us do, but I'm talking about me right now. That it's God that gives me the strength, the grace, even though I don't understand. Even though it 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 it, it does it's not fair. Because people always say, oh well. They don't. They don't. They don't care that you. You need. To, you need to be hugged. You need to. Some. You know. Somebody just mm-hmm. for you. Or be mindful. They say, "Well, it's for you to help somebody." I said, "Well, who is there to help me?" Let's be real. I'm and, like, and why I, I always gotta be the one? Why I always gotta be the one to help others? Who has been there to help me? Let's be. I'm gonna be real with you. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I think. Go ahead. And I understand that, and 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 I understand that, and without a shadow of a doubt, you want somebody to do the same thing. But what you got to understand is when when you're a trailblazer of something, when you have to trailblaze something, Amen. When you have to be the forefront, the forerunners of things, it it it. If you have, and this is how you're gonna know when you're a forerunner, and, and Amen. When you're a forerunner or you're a trailblazer of something. Because what needs to be in place or you would like to have in place won't be in place. Why? Because it has not been done. It 
it has not been done. Oh, you know what my I'm saying? God. It has you, not what, been you, you done. Puzzle. What you just say has been a missing puzzle because in my time of grief, you know, these past five months have been hell, I just couldn't believe the the lack of the lack of concern and sensitive within the leaders. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I'm not the only one, unfortunately, lost somebody dealing with grief. But the leaders, they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't really, they didn't care to even just show no compassion, or even concern about another fellow leader. You know, because I said, "Oh my God, God, what's going on here?" You know what I'm saying? So you're right. You are right. As painful as been, you're right. You are, you are right. And then God has showed me. I know you saw my testimony I post on Facebook. You know, I, I, after all these months, you know, it was time for me to post my face, my testimony on. So it's forgiveness through. During grief, I shared my testimony how I had to forgive people who I thought was a friend. Just because you're a friend to somebody doesn't make them a friend to you. Just because you care about somebody doesn't mean they're going to care about you the same way. You know what I'm coming from? And a lot of times we, we think that, oh, we're good to people. They're going to be good to us. No, that's not true. It would be nice for people to re- return the niceness back. Yeah, it would be it would be it would have been great if they would have turned or even picked up the phone or even text me or even you know send a fifty cent card. It would have been nice. It would have been some somebody to you know do something nice for me, you know show some concern about me. But they didn't, you know, coming from. But God showed me the hearts of people, you know, the the, the people that the, their heart is not right. They just don't. They just they just don't know how to be. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to be there for. They didn't want to be there for me. You know. And I think the 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 the, the biggest one was when when I was when I stood by somebody I thought was a friend. I really thought this person was a friend. You know, when she went through a loved one, you know, she was a loved one. I was more of a pastor to her than our own apostle. And 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 then you know I, you know, in my time of grief, she become MIA. I said, God, what happened? Where where is she at? You know. Then she remember. All the calls and 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 sewing and all the up nights crying out to you on on her, you know our behalf and and and, and send cards to her and her niece nothing but it it, it 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 didn't work out that way for me it didn't work out that way for me amen so I had to forgive her I had to forgive her but before I lost my brother God was already showing me in her heart that she wasn't caring about me the way I was caring about her you you understand how she was overlooking me as a person. So a lot of these people, they, God was already showing me their heart, that they, they wasn't, they, they didn't have the same concern about me as I had, because they, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't, so why did I think, come on, that because now I lost my brother who I labor, these people knew the sacrifice I suffered for five years by myself. They didn't care. They didn't care. So I had to, you know, forget that situation and realize that, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can't put no trust in nobody but God. The only person going to be there for you at the end of the day is God. If if somebody, if the people appreciate you that was that you was there for, like somebody said to me, that's gravy. Don't, it, at the end of the day, do not expect it. Don't, because you'll get, you'll get your feelings hurt. And that's what God is teaching me. Stop thinking and looking because you've been there for others that they're going to do for Stop that. That's what God is teaching me in my time of grief. In my time of sickness, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Stop it. Yes, use wisdom. Yes, use the discernment. Don't let nobody take advantage of you. And there's some people you have to teach. Um, teach grown people not be not to be selfish. But God is teaching me 
It doesn't matter what you do. At the end of the day, just keep looking to me. Amen. Don't don't look at them. Don't look at them. Pray for the people's heart. Pray for their heart. Pray for their mind. Pray for them. Because you can't believe how cold and insensitive they could be in your time of grief. It's real. In your time of sickness, it's real. And so anybody now could come to me and say, hey, I was sick. I was in the hospital. I lost somebody in my family and my friend. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Do you want to be healed from it? Do you want to be delivered from it? Do you want to go? Do you want to become better, or do you, or you want to stay bitter? Okay, this is what I have to do. What God has to, and you, do you want? Now I can truly, you know, what I'm saying, I can truly say, and and and, and there's some people, you know, I I'm, I have to go back to them and tell them I forgive you. There's some people I have to go to them and tell them I forgive you. There's some people in your life, you know, me, we gonna have to go back and tell them I forgive you. You know, I, I I forgive you because in my time of grief, you didn't show me no concern. But I have to forgive you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, God, me pray for these people's heart, pray for their mind. Because if they didn't care enough to pick up the phone or do anything nice, something's not something's not right here. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, God is teaching me to keep my eyes on him. I cannot keep my eyes on nobody else. I cannot say no more. And I, maybe today I have to repent. God, I repent for thinking because I was there for others, that others will, will be there for me. I forgive myself for, for thinking that. Amen? I, I'm talking about myself. So I might help. I'm going to solely trust in you. Whatever I do, hey, do it unto you and keep it moving. You know what I'm coming from? But I'm not, we're not here to let nobody use and abuse us, no. Set boundaries because if you don't, people will use you or abuse you. But at the end of the day, never, don't never think and expect, think and expect what you do for others, they're going to do for you. Am I right or wrong, Pastor? Never think that, you know what I'm saying? And there are people, you're going to, you have to teach them how to be supportive, how to be a friend, because they just don't know. It's all about what they could get from you. There's some people, two people that I know in my life that they don't care nothing about me. It's all about what I could do for them. I brought it to their attention how selfish, how trifling they are, they need to change. They need to repent. That's you know, but they don't care. Cause they use they just they just look at me as someone just to use. They don't care. They they haven't been there for me. They they don't call. They don't send me a call. They don't do nothing. I'm supposed to just be there for them. So that's that in life you just gotta realize that there's some people like that. Pray for the Bible says pray for them like. Pray for their heart. Talk to them. Set boundaries. Amen. Set boundaries and let them know. Amen. But that's that's how some people are. They just don't care. Go ahead, Pastor. Amen. What 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 we'll realize it's a couple things I wanna say. Um first I wanna I wanna um go here first. There's some things in our life and I and I and I mentioned trailblazer. When you're a trailblazer because you are originating a thing that you're gonna have to walk through some things by yourself because you're a trailblazer. The other thing I the other thing I want to say is that you know sometimes you know God want us we don't God don't want us to become dependent on people, and some because sometimes we will become dependent on people instead of dependent on God, and, and, and God will bring us some into some places of isolation so that we can depend on Him and not people. Okay, and, 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 God, and, and we will, and we will get that. I, I have recognized times in my life 
where where God has just he had to remove people because he wanted to make look I need you I need your dependency to be on me that if all else fail you know that I am here I've never left you or or forsaking you you know that I'm right here for you that I'm I'm helping you get through this and even you know even when those people are there you know that this you know even though the, even when he used people it's not them it's him and he want to get that message to us it's just me using them and sometimes you know we 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 will um we as a people we as a people and I'm just talking about people in general sometimes you know we'll we'll make people We'll put people in the place of God, and because we'll put people in the place of God, and so and there's sometimes in our life where God just want to bring us to places where we know that our total dependency have to be on Him, and just That's like right. you said, hey, if somebody else come in and, and help or comfort or whatever, to God be the glory, because we are human. We, you know, our five senses are our first senses mm-hmm. that we recognize. Amen. And even when we first meet God, we meet Him on. We meet Him through through that through our five senses. But then 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 He take us to another level when He ta- have us to tap into the sixth sense, which is the spiritual, you know, level where He wants to meet with us personally. You know, without an intermediate, with you know, without meeting you. Through you know some of him speaking or using you know some someone else. Yes, God want us to God want us to be so dependent on Him, mm-hmm. Amen. And, and sometimes He uses situations and circumstances for that. Yeah, is there a lot of selfishness? And, and the other thing I want to say is that some people, yes, you do have to train. Some people have to train. Some people have to learn. Some people have to learn how to love. Some people have to learn how to receive love. Some people have to learn what true friendship is because they've never seen it, they never recognize it, and people have to be trained. Now, is that a good process to have to try to train people no, in those not. type of areas? No, no it's not. No, no it's not. not. But it's necessary. It is necessary for some people because they've never experienced it. They've never experienced it. And, you know, and I could just speak, you know, it from my own life, even with my, with my relationship, you know, with my husband. I had to learn. I had to be, I had to learn how to allow him to love me. Amen. I had to learn that, and that was because of my experience from my youth. You know, I had to, because I had to be so delivered from some things. Amen. So that I can accept what love is, you know, so I could accept love and I could understand that everybody ain't out to get me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't out to get me. And when you're there, mm-hmm. when you are there, when you have that mindset, you think everybody out to get you. Hey, you trying to get them before they get you. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying there got to be some things that have to be that we have to be learned, things that we have to be delivered from, things that we have to be set free from, and we have to recognize. And how do I begin to recognize those things? I bring you all the way back to the word. It always come back to the word. That's why I love reading the word, studying the word, cultivating the word, looking at strategies in the word. And that's why I come faithful on the line in the word because I understand it's important and it's the power that's in it. You know what I'm saying? As God, and, and it will allow God to illuminate our, the, the, the word of God, to illuminate our our hearts and in our minds with the light of God. And you'll be like, man, you know, that's like the, like the word is a, a double-edged sword. And, you know, sometimes you be studying that word and you be reading it and stuff, and that thing be cutting. you be like, oh, I'm going to get better. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get better. And then in that time, in that intimate time with God. You know, you 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 know what I'm saying. You'll get better. I'm telling you. I mean, my husband, he would just he would just agree to stuff just to make me happy. 
just to make me happy. And I, you know, and I'm so glad when I got to the point where where I, you know, my relationship was just so much greater with God and in a deeper place with God that the Holy Spirit Himself would begin to convict me. Now you know that He didn't that that ain't nothing that He really agreed with, but He doing it because He loves you. Listen, 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 listen. He, at least he cared enough to do that because I know some people, some men would even do that. They got too much pride, and they won't even do that. They couldn't care less. But at least he knew that was God because he knew, hey, if this is what it takes to keep peace in my house, you know what I'm saying, in our house, and a happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> agree with that but at the same time you know at the same time I'm, I'm saying I was so I'm so happy that you know the Holy Spirit would give me conviction that ain't nothing that he'll agree with but you know and I'll go back and I apologize I know you don't agree with this I'm not gonna do it you know what I'm saying I ain't even gonna do it because I know that's 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 not a you know you're doing it to just satisfy me and I am grateful for that because you know some homes are just in war they're being total war and yeah, chaos so, and you know what but you have to understand a lot of men, a lot of them are selfish. They are selfish. They're emotionally detached. They don't even, they don't eat, they can't, they can't even think of doing something for somebody else. It's always about them. A lot of them are like that. I know. I've had three brothers in prison. I've dealt with, you know, men in general. A lot of them, it, it, it just, it just, they just cannot see above, above their own needs. Doesn't matter how much you sacrificed for them when they were sick or they in prison, what you did for them, they don't care less. Just to do something nice for you, it, they just can't think, go beyond. And you would think, well, all I've done for them, they can't even do that. They're not because it's always about them. So thank God, God, uh, uh, have your husband have a, a, a humble, compassion. Try, do all he can to keep peace in his home. Cause a lot of men they couldn't they couldn't care less. They could not think of a lot of men. A lot of why they can't have a marriage, can't have a relationship with a woman because they're too self-centered. They're too selfish. They're too emotionally attached. It's always about them. They're never mindful of their wife, of the woman in their life. Of it's always about them. And I thank God you really blessed. Your husband's not like that. Amen. I want to say this too, and and you know, it's not just me and it's women too. I I know women. Amen. I I know no, women. I mean, I'm not, I'm, no, 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 no. Okay, let me bring correction. Yes, it goes both ways, but I've seen it from my point of view. What I experience is I've seen more. It goes both ways, but for me, in my experience, I've had it from from men. You know what I'm saying? Women too, but it goes both ways. But my experience. Mm-hmm. I've seen it because for me to labor five years to, for three brothers, I felt they could have been more show, more appreciation. You know what I'm saying? So it's just from my experience that God showed me that some, some, you know, it goes both men and women. So it, 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 it's just people need to be healed, people need to be delivered, and people need to be honest. If you're selfish, say I'm selfish, and God help me. And but a lot of times it's a spit of pride. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, 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 man! I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I just wanted to bring that out, because I, I, I just wanted, because I've worked, you know, with having the women ministry, having um a, a calling to women, and uh, you know, and also men. I mean, I've worked with men exclusively and with women exclusively, and and I'm telling you, I it, it is definitely it's there. It's a spirit, you know. It ain't, it's not, and it's a spirit that's not genderized. 
um, amen, is no, a spirit that is not generalized. Spirit of selfishness, uh, selfishness doesn't discriminate. It, you're right. It, 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 it's an individual thing that they have to ask God to deliver them from it and work on it. It's something you have to work on every day. Just like me being a former people pleaser, I have to work on every day to set boundaries, not to let people take advantage of me, not to take on things that God didn't tell me to take on. Yeah, amen. So every single day, whether you're a people pleaser, a.k.a. lollipop sucker, how I used to be, or you are selfish, emotional task person, it's something you have to, you need God and you have to work on every day to get delivered from that. And you need, and, and, and you, you do need the right people to bring things to your attention and say, hey, you know, you're selfish, you know. And, of course, they, they're going to deny, oh, I'm not selfish, or who asked you to do it? You know, I'm not selfish because they don't, they, they've been doing it so long, they, it's, it's, it's nature, it's second nature to them. So, they, it, it, you know, and God has a way of dealing with them, and you pray for their heart, that God will remove the spirit of selfishness, prideful, you know, and, and it's always about them. They can never do nothing. It's always about them. It's always about them. It's always. So go ahead, Pastor. Okay, and um, I, I definitely, I, I definitely understand. I, I understand. I understand exactly. You know what you're saying, and you said key points. You know, with where we're dealing with people, we see people that uh, have the spirit of selfishness upon them in a session. You know, you in a session and allowing the Holy Spirit to to go in and 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 speak to you to them, and it's up to them to take it. To, to to accept it or you know to be open to it or to reject it, Amen. That's just like the Word of God. You know, it's it's up to us to accept what the truth is in the Word of God or or to reject it. And the accepting truth, it said the truth will set you free. To reject truth, you're going to stay bound. And so, Amen. So it's either you know it ain't no in between. It's either I'm accept it or I'm a reject it. But you know, whichever way it is, you know, it's our our position. And even as God illuminate and expose different things that are going on with with people. People, it's you know pray pray them through you know what I'm saying you can you can lead the horse to the water but you can't make them you can't make them drink and you know what I'm saying but you could you could you could pray them through you know send them specific scriptures about it you know for them to read and, and meditate you know hey I think this would be something great for you to meditate on or you know things of that nature and the Holy Spirit will lead you you know and guide you again you know people operate from out of different spirits and different things are attached to them out of their wounds of life. Amen. Um, glory to God. Out of their wounds of life, and they're operating in that way because of those wounds. And like I said, with myself, even though, again, you know, with me when I was talking about my husband, he would just agree, just just agree. I'm I'm doing I'm doing it, or what I'm asking is because of out of my selfishness. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want. That's why I said, you know, the Holy Spirit had to convict me. You know, hey, wait, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? You you know that that isn't and that isn't in an agreement and in in. But he's doing it out of, you know, love and out of because he loves you and he just, you know, want to make sure that, you know, all is well. But at not one moment, I, I could have cared. But at, at the time, I was caring less about what he thought, what he felt. I just want what I want. And that's selfishness. I want what I want. I want to do what I want to do. I don't care who I hurt, who feels I hurt. You know, I don't care like, what, what I need to feel. It's always about me. That is the spirit of selfishness. Uh, so again, you know what I'm saying, that worked both ways and that's why I said I'm so excited about my relationship with God. You know, because hey, he'll exp- he'll expose you like, wait a minute, you know that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? You you know that ain't right. And um, you know, and so and then I and I have to go get it right. 
I have to go get it right and go and go make it right. And and yes, and I and I bless God because it ain't it it you know those we're not in chaos and we're not in confusion and we're not in all of this. And he did, and I'm sure he was probably praying. I'm I'm sure he was praying. Like Lord, you know, talk 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 to that talk talk to that wife you gave me. Amen. <laughs> Uh, sure. Lord, that wife gave me. You, you know, yeah, whatever. I know. That he be that he that he be praying for me. Cause he have to. You know, I would tell people all the time. He must. He just had to know that he know. He just had to know that he know that um that I was the wife that God called forth in called forth um uh, for him. You know, he just had to know that I was his rib. Uh, because otherwise, if I was him, I would have left a long time. If well, I was that's him, I would have you, know, you are so right. You know, I was about to. That's what I meant to say. You know. God is teaching me in relationships with anybody, you gotta have you have to master the power you have to master the forgiveness part and the patience part because some people uh man at times it's 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 hard to love the unlovable. Some people are so unlovable and they know they're unlovable and it's and and, and sometimes it, it just to deal with them, you like, Oh my god, you know, I'm I'm gonna run from this you know, and, and, and there's some that God will give you the strength and grace to be, you know, to hang on in there. And sometimes, sometimes you're gonna have to leave um, a situation so God to deal with that person to realize. Because even even with me, I noticed that the the women and people that that have experienced a lot of rejection, abandonment, and I show them love, I show them how to be treated. They turn around, and reject me. <laughs> But let me, but let me say this, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why, and the reason why I can talk about this because that 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 was me, you know what I'm saying? But you know, when you don't, when you don't know love, or when you can't love yourself, you haven't come to a point where you love yourself. You can't display love. You can't give love, and it's difficult. It is difficult for you to accept love, for you to uh, for you to accept love, for you to even realize what love is when you came out of situations where there was no love. You know what I'm saying? When you come up out of situations or brought up and raised up out of situations that never really displayed <coughs> love. And it's, and it's difficult to understand and process that somebody could love you. And you won't get to that level and you won't get to that place of understanding until you learn love, which is God. And then once when you learn when you learn who love is, and then you will begin to learn who yourself is because it's going to begin to when you learn God is you're going to learn more about yourself. And when you learn more about yourself, hey, then you you because you're understanding love, you can love you now. I can love somebody else. You can't do more to, for somebody else than you do for yourself. Yeah, you have it's to love love in you. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you have to. You know that's what I've been working on since last year. And the lady told me, and I was going through a hard time. I was sick, and I didn't understand. You know why I was giving out and nobody was. She said, "Put your." She she put her two hands on her face and she said, "I love me." And, and you know, I I wanted to laugh because I never saw nobody put their two hands on their face and say, "I love you." I mean, I love me. And I and, and I said, "Well, I love rock." She said, "No, say I love me." And I started saying that. And then when any time if I would go to group or I would speak to people, I would say, "I love me. I love me." And I and I and I, and I tell people, then they start doing it because they. I say, Lord. I can't be no friend to nobody. I gotta be a friend to Rosalind. I gotta love myself. I gotta save my money. I gotta, I, I, I gotta look out for myself. And that's not being selfish. It's the difference between being selfish and looking out for yourself. There are times in your life you gotta use wisdom. You have to look out for yourself. You don't nobody else going to. You can't let people walk over you. And you do gotta look out for yourself. So you're right. You have to learn to love yourself. And that's the process itself. Cause you know, I didn't. I thought I loved myself. No, 
If I love myself, I wouldn't let a lot of people to take advantage of me. I would know how to save some money. I would have been giving, 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 and when I didn't have a bed, I'm on the floor with a breathing condition. You feel me? So I have to, I have to repent to God, and I have to learn to love myself, and I have to forgive myself. Repentance, love, and forgiveness all in one I have to do for myself. So every day I have to work on loving me more, setting priorities, doing what's best for me. Um, if something something is not right, you know, a lot of times we hold things in. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. But don't hold things in to please other people. Let it out. You know what I'm saying? Don't keep things in. I don't let I don't let nobody tell me how to feel the grief. That's not your that's not your place. I don't let nobody tell me how to feel. When I have my days, I cry, I cry. You know what I'm saying? So don't give people I'm trying to give people more control over our life and power. Don't let nobody do that. But be free be free to love yourself. Be free to forgive yourself. Be free to repent to, to repent from the mistakes you made and learn from mistakes and be free to be yourself. You know, be yourself. Go ahead, Pastor. Amen. A- amen. Um, so God be the glory. Um, so God be the glory. So it's 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 very you know, there's some you know, it's very important to learn self examination. And you know, that is something that I always preach, um, always preach, always preach, always preach. Self-examination is very, very important. But I also understand that in your pain, in your affliction, you know, you, 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 you don't hear, you know, you don't hear God. You don't see, you don't even see yourself. You know, you don't see yourself. And, um, you know, just like the Israelites over in, in the, in the book of Exodus, when, um, God sent Moses over to them, uh, for the second time, you know, it said that their ears became deaf. Mm. Their ears became deaf, you know, deaf unto the words that Moses was saying because of their pain, their affliction. So they couldn't hear beyond their pain. You know, they couldn't see beyond their pain. And and, and that's how, you know, some of us is. And that's why it takes, you know, being around people who are, you know, led of the Spirit of the Lord that could see your hurt and see your pain and pray you through it. To walk, through, that you know, and, and that's, that's a lot of this. That's a lot of people to pray for you, not just quote scriptures and brush you off. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of people <laughs> who don't understand discipleship. You know, being able to disciple, you mm. know, you know, people and things in that nature. And that's just you have to walk with people, you know, through their things and through what it is that they're going through. But also, let me say this. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and again, I have to say this. Some there are some things because you are trailblazing. Because you are a trailblazer, only it's going to only be you and God. It's only going to be you and God because he's training you, equipping you so that you can equip, so that it won't happen to another person. Mm. So that it won't happen to another person when you are a trailblazer. You got to understand when you're, tra- when God, what, what area that God has called you to trailblaze in, that means you're going to be the first. That it ain't never happened. You know, it's going, it, it ain't never happened that way before. It ain't never been done. You're going to be the first. And because you're the first, people ain't, people don't understand it. People can't understand it or people can't comprehend it. Why? Because you're the first. They ain't never seen it. And, you know, and we, we, we mostly go off of what we've seen, what you know, what we've seen before, what we heard before. But when you're looking at things that haven't been seen and haven't been heard in the, in the land of the living earth realm, you don't know how to respond or react to it. So you gotta I'm going to go back and listen to meditate on this one, Pastor. Mm. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead and meditate on it. When you are a trailblazer in some things. Mm. When you are a trailblazer in some things, you know what I'm saying? 
you you just have to you know you you have to you have to you have to walk that walk with God. You some some things you just have to walk out with God. Amen. You have to walk out with God, and you know, and I'm I'm even thinking. You you just have to walk it out with God. You have to walk it out with God, and you have to say, you know, the things that you're trailblazing in, the things that you you know you're called to be the forerunner. What you're called to be the forerunner, you just have to, you know, it just has to be you and God. You and God. You and God. And you know what I'm saying? When when people need to, when when people when people when they come to the point in time in that walk where people where people need to connect then it will. But there there's gonna be there are times in our life, especially when you when you're forerunners. I'm sorry, when you are a forerunner of a thing, you it just gotta be you, you and God. You and God until you get into that position where it's time for other people to connect. Where it's time for other people to connect. Because why people when things are being born, let's say I wanna talk about this this perspective and then we're gonna have to close out the show because I know we gotta um get ready for service. And everything for today, but when Jesus was born, when Jesus was born, everybody couldn't be there at that delivery. Matter of fact, they didn't even, you know, he couldn't even be born. It wasn't even no hospital. This is the King of Glory. In a barn. I'm just saying, this, this is the King of Glory. This is the Savior of the world that's getting ready to be born, to be brought forth in the world. And there ain't no hospital. You think they would have had the the, the 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 land laid out for this birth? You know what I'm saying? A they would have had the, the exactly a the red carpet rolled out and everything. But here we go. You know they having to find. They couldn't even. They couldn't even have a room for him to be delivered in. He gotta. They, you know they gotta sleep in a barn. They, he gotta be delivered in a barn. You know, in in a barn, and and, and everybody couldn't be there. And he, even after he was born, everybody couldn't show up right then to see him. That was only a select few that God sent over to see him and bring him gifts and and everything after he arrived. And then they had to go move so that others couldn't others couldn't come around. Why? Because they because other people can contaminate or kill your destiny. Everybody can't be, especially when you're forerunner. I'm just saying, everybody can't be there for the, the 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 pregnancy or the birthing, or even when it first first arrives, because people can contaminate your destiny. People could your your destiny can be killed from other people that don't have the right mind, the the right heart, or the understanding of of God. That's why God Jesus had to tell Peter, Satan, get thee behind, get behind thee. You don't have the mind of God. You you don't have the mind of God. You 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 don't even have His heart of God because if you did, you would you know you you wouldn't be saying such thing. You'll understand what I'm talk telling you right now. So we got to understand that when you are forerunners, and and I'm just saying go go consult God about it. You got to understand. I never look at myself as no forerunner or no trailblazer. So I don't when know. Look at um woman of God. It ain't about what you look at. It's about what God has written. It ain't about what you look at yourself as. It's about what God has written for your life. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the I plan of God. God. You know what, I want us uh, Pastor? I'm going I'm to I'm I'm meditate what you say because I always go with the spirit of rejection and abandonment, which goes head to head. You know, I said, Lord, maybe it's a spiritual thing. 
it, it, it seems like it, it getting worse more and more I'm in ministry. So it's something to think about. I never looked at it like that. So thank you for sharing that with I'm, me. I'm, Hey, hey, man, I'm just, I'm just, you know, letting people just look at the, you know, other dynamics. You know what I'm saying? Just opening up our eyes to just to different aspects and what God is, what God is really doing and what's really happening in our lives. You know, what's what's going on. I mean, we got greatness upon us, and it's different ways that those greatnesses are going to be birthed out. You know, and some of us are called to be trailblazers. Some of us are the call to be for runners or some things, and I just and I just want to acknowledge the fact and have us coming to an understanding of the fact. And I may have, I know I'm gonna have to start doing some evening teachings and and everything. I I know it, I know it, I know it. I think you know what. First of all, I need uh-huh. you to say what. Please explain for myself and others what is a forerunner, what is a trailblazer? Because I don't even know but what. A, tra- a trailblazer and a forerunner is somebody that is doing something that has never been done before. Okay, that has never been done before, but others will need. Uh, but in the, in because in what they're doing that has never been done before, it's never been done before. They're going to be able as they go when they finish their process, they're going to be able to trip, uh, equip and train others to do it. So it is a person. A forerunner is a person or a thing that precedes the coming or the development of someone or something. So just like hey. There's, there's no real, you know, you, you found in the body. Let's say, for instance, you found in the body that, and I'm, and I'm talking about your, your specific situation, um, you found in the body that you, it's been difficult to connect with those who understand grief. And, 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 and just, just consider the possibility that God is developing you. That God is developing you. God is, is developing some things in you to teach and train people properly in grief. What God himself did for you and what could have made your process of being healed from your grief. Um, what could have what what could have um Speed up your healing process. What was the human element of it all? The lack, the lack of, the lack of support. The lack and of how, and how can we as a body? Yes, that's true. How can we as a body be equipped to assist others in grief? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So just, just, just consider that for a moment. Yeah. Thank you. Because apparently, apparently. There, you know what I'm saying? If it's if it's available, there's not much of it. You know what I'm saying? So who to say that he's done taking you through your process? So not only so that it can begin to be recognized, not not just where you are, but it can be. And y'all know, I y'all know who know me. I'm I'm a bit thinker, amen. <laughs> um, not only that it can be recognized where you are, but it can be something that can be done throughout the nation. Each to train so they can become more compassionate, so we can learn how to help somebody through their grieving process as a people, as a church. So it's much bigger than Rosalind. Because we need it. You know, it's got to be needed because you already said yourself, look, you calling all over the place in there's no one there. Nope. But 
the model could be inside of Rosalind. The model could be inside of Rosalind, ready to be unleashed and unlocked so that nations can be trained. So that nations can be trained on how to appropriately deal with grief or to assist people with dealing with grief. How to be how to how to be a compassionate how to how to find the love and be and be the love of Christ to console somebody in grief. And see, you know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of your consoling and a lot of your healing and your deliverance and everything is coming coming directly from God. And since we're supposed to be in his image and in his likeness, train us people train train us. Train the people in the area how to feel that experience experience from God through our lives, us walking in that very image and compassion of him. But I had to be exposed to a thing to learn it so that I can operate in it. So just just consider that for a moment. We well, right. You, 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 you know. I thank God for you because, in my time of sickness, you know, I've always experienced a lot of things. I always experienced a lot of rejection and abandonment. I never really understood why, when I would, would what I would go through, things that no one really was there to step up to be there for me. I mean, thank God, God will sometimes, God sometimes God will have one person. With my mother was still alive, she was over there, or she, would, you know. After she gone, he would he would thank God. He would at least have one person, you know, one, two question marks. Really, one. Per- I thank God he he did have one person in my time of sickness. You know, it was horrible. I was like, oh my God, I'm sick. I'm telling my family. I'm telling my girlfriend. Nobody really ain't doing anything. Nobody doesn't care. I'm getting all this tough love. I'm getting all this, you know, lack of concern. I'm sick here. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna die. And so I, I, I really experienced that all by myself because I had to, I had to get up in my time of week and being tired. You know, you, you have no mobility. You're weak. You're tired. You know, you, you know. It was very painful, but I had to. It, it was. I experienced it with the help of God. I thank God for my girlfriend. She was there calling me every day. Yeah, we thank God for her. But it was just, just like wow. The, pe- the people just didn't have the heart to even the care when I was sick. And so for me to, you know, I mean, I've I've I've, I've gone through other things, but the worst of the worst was the sickness, and this now with my brother, I'm like, oh my God. Then I learned, you know, I know I learned I learned not to be a people pleaser. Hello. Yes, I'm here. My blue. Glory to God. I think we lost the woman of God. This, I think we lost the woman of God. I'm gonna get her a second because we're gonna pick up. We'll um, we're gonna get ready to close out the show. As I know, people to get ready for church and get ready for service. This morning, I thank God for the the um the dialogue of the day. Amen. The dialogue of of the morning, and we just bless the name of 
the true living God. We thank God for that. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, our events that we have, I'm just going to name them. You can go to Facebook and find them. Amen. Um, we do have the um, the Women of Sussex Conference with Apostle Hines. She's having this year, this, um, she having this week that's coming up. It's the 24th, 24th through the 26th. You have the, the um, the Panama, Florida event, the manifestation, manifesting the Word of God. Of, um, that is October the 28th through the November the 1st, I believe. And then we have November the 6th through the 9th, we have the Delivering My Expectation Retreat. And then um, the Women of Purpose Summit is November the 14th. So y'all can just Google or um, go to go to Facebook and, and type in any of those, and you can get more information about them. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. The woman of God is back. Woman of God, we're going to... Um, I'm going to let you do your last-minute recap, and then we're going to close out the line. Amen. Um, We're going to close out the the broadcast for today, and and we'll definitely pick back up. Amen. I thank God for the dialogue of today. Um, Glory to God. I I praise God for that. So um, go ahead, um, woman of God. First of all, I want to thank God. I want to thank you for taking the time out for caring about me to bring certain things to my attention. And I know you, you, are, you are a friend, it's a, a, a real friend, hears with action, not with lip service, and, you know, and uh, care enough to take the time out and bring things to my attention. And I'm glad you, you, there was no uh, hesitation. And I, and I, and I thank God because of all the pain and hell I've gone through. <laughs> When you bring it to my attention, I'm open to receive it. Amen. So there was times in my life because of pride or sort of offense and all the hurt and pain, I wasn't always open to receive when somebody was trying to tell me something. Even though I didn't understand, sometimes people don't um, receive because they don't really understand. And, and you know, mm-hmm. but I want to thank God uh, for you and thank God uh you know, for this moment, um, you know, I just say, wow, I just never looked at it like that. It's it just, I just, it just showed me people, people hearts, the hearts of people are not right. Their hearts, they, they got a lot of cold-hearted people in ministry as leaders and as people. Mm-hmm. Their heart is just, just, just not right. I, there were some people never even say, I'm sorry. You know, then when I told them about what, what happened, they didn't even apologize. They say sorry. You know, I'm sorry hey, about your loss. You know, I'm like, man, you don't even say. You know, so I, I'm learning a lot in my time of grief. Um, this grief is different than my mother' grief. You know, that was horrible too. But I think this is the worst one because I'm, I've experienced more rejection, abandonment. Um, thank God, my mother' grief, I did have support. You know more support then than I have now, you know, coming from, and it really mm-hmm. has hurt me that all the people, my family, the ministers, people that I that I know, 
not one of them sent me a 50 cent card. Not one of them called me on a regular basis at least once a week. None of them really, no, nobody didn't even send me a free e card. Nobody didn't, didn't extend themselves to care about me. And I don't know, it was like, you know, once they found out what, what happened, it was like nobody followed up. Another thing I learned a lot of ministers, we don't follow up. When I rent my car from um, Amherst, I mean, Enterprise on Labor Day weekend, Two days after I rented my car, I returned it back to Sunday. That Monday, or no, that Tuesday, Enterprise called me. They follow up with me. They wanted to know how my experience was. And I said, God, why is it when I was grieving or when I was sick or even, you know, a, a little young girl, there was people I told them pray for her. You know, unfortunately, you know, what happened? Nobody followed up with me. Nobody even asked me about her. You know what I'm from? And so, you know, even my time with my um, son, you know, as he, he was sick. So anytime it's, it's like in the body, I'm, I'm seeing that the people don't really take the time to care. Everybody was in a rush, you know, everybody, everybody in a rush, everybody in a rush. Nobody follows up. Nobody, nobody, just, nobody doesn't take the time. You know, the, the Bible said we get an opportunity to do good in Galatians 6.10, do good. Nobody didn't care to do anything nice, you know. They didn't didn't care, I mean, just to give me a hug or or just say something nice to me. They just didn't care or even even know how to listen to me. I've gotten more support from the grief counselors. I mean, not grief counselors. Um, I've gotten more from the crisis hotline. You don't have to be suicidal to, to call the crisis hotline. You know, if you're going through something and you have no one to talk to, the crisis hotline is there for you. They meet you where you at. They don't judge you. They just, they just, it's, it's a wonderful thing to have them, somebody to listen to you and hear you out, you know, and thank God for the 700 Club, Richard Roberts, you know, different prayer lines, but it's just, it's, it, it's just amazing how the people of God's heart, they just, they, their heart is cold. They, they really don't have the love of God in their heart. They don't have compassion. They just, they're really clueless. A lot of people are clueless in your time of grief, and 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 it's just it it, it it it. I was really angry. I really was thinking about uh, get. I was thinking about uh becoming a Muslim. I was thinking about becoming a Mormon because I couldn't believe all the selfishness and the lack of the insensitive that I was receiving. You know. And I'm like, wow, you know, and I have to, re- you know, I was really, I said, Lord, I don't want to be a part of the body of Christ. It's just too much, you know, and I have to repent to God. And I said, Lord, uh, you know, you caught me. They didn't call me. The people didn't, the pe- my family didn't call me. My so-called minister friends and people, they didn't call me. I had minister people that I knew. I text them. They never, they never called. They never texted me back. You know, it, it, I, I spent a lot of pain in my time of grief. It's been hell. So it's just unbelievable, you know, how cold people are. And so I said, Lord, I'm going to have to write a book. And I know I need to write a book. I started out, you know, what I wanted to say, but faith without work is dead. I really need to get on it this week, you know, this month before the end of the month, this month, which is soon. And really this book that I'm bringing out is a book of awareness, you know, is to bring awareness that the people's hearts have to be, you know, you know, 
whether you want to deal with it or not, it not, you have to, it, it, grief is a part of life. But it's how you embrace it, you know, and how you'll be able to help someone. But I realize that the people really don't want to be bothered with you in your time of grief. They don't want to be bothered with you in your time of sickness. That's from my experience. This is, this is something personally I've gone through last year being sick with a bleeding abnormal on the floor. And even even now, even in my time, I'm just thinking about my own personal experience, you know. And so I said, wow, you know, we really got to, you know, get it together if if they will get it together because it's an individual thing. So, you know, I just thank God for you, you know. And I, and I will think about the things you're saying. I know I got to put this book in, and um, I'm, I'm saying this book, uh, I don't want to write a book. I want a book that changes life. That that will change the person who's going through it, or the person who will be there for that person. You know what I'm saying? Teach people how this is how you be there for a person in their time of grief. You know, you don't you don't have to talk. Just listen to them, or ask them how can I help you. Not one person said to me, Robin, how how may I help you? Or how can I help you? If they they just said whatever what they want to say. You know, or they thought was right. No, they never asked me what, because I'm the one who lost my brother. I'm the one, you know what I'm saying? They didn't, it, it, it's just, they, just, they, they wasn't mindful. A lot of people are not mindful of it, you know. And then what hurt me the most, the people who have lost people that were close to them, I thought they would have more compassion, understanding. They didn't have none either. So it was like, boom, I was being hit, you know, I was being beat up and, 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 and all in one. I'm like, man, this is just a I mean, if I if I, if, I, if I didn't go through grief, I probably, I, it probably would have hurt me so bad to reject and abandonment, but it, it was hurting me because I'm like, I just can't believe, you know, and no, nobody didn't care. I, a lot of people I haven't heard from, you know, but I, I had to forgive, and then now God would say, okay, now it's time to share your testimony on Facebook so the people could see and they can learn from it and, you know, encourage somebody else that's going through it. You know, a lot of people, they're going through sickness and, and grief and going through something that the, the people are just not there. And maybe they share your, you share your testimony, it can help people. It could go both ways. It can help those, teach them how to be there for somebody. And if it's the ones that are going through it like me, okay, this is what she has to do, you know. It's a healing process, and it happen overnight. God is still dealing with me, amen, but thank God I'm getting better, not bitter, amen. So, you know, I just say it's, it's God. It's, it's, it's God. It's, it's, this is not me. It's, it's nobody but God. So I just want to thank you for the opportunity. I just pray that it, it somebody will listen to this, that it would, it would touch them to know how to help someone and also what to do in their time of grief, whatever. So that's what I have to say about that. Amen. We just bless God for for your very life. Now, when that comes to when it comes to that book, I, I've told you how schedule. Look at your calendar. You need to schedule time for you to sit down, and that is all you work on. Amen. You need to schedule time, and you and you do have the time. And you just schedule time. You put it on your to do list. You put it on your calendar. You schedule. 
that book writing time. And and when that time comes, you sit there and that's and, and that's what you do. Even if even if I mean even if you just sitting there in meditation the whole time and allowing God to download um to you or whatever, but you 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 bring your your mind into a place and your your um your thought into a place that hey we're gonna we're gonna work on developing you know this book because we can get so things in life can can cause us to overlook things that we really need to do. We'll get pulled yeah. from here, pulled there, pulled here all over the right. place. Right. And then you, what we need to do, we don't what, get done. You know what? You are so right. But another thing um, I want everybody to keep in mind, and then the Holy Spirit just brought to my attention, when, when when a person is writing a book, especially when they're writing a book concerning their life, when you're writing a book, it brings up a lot of painful memories, a lot of hurtful, painful memories. Sometimes things you thought you've been for, you had forgiven, you thought you've been healed, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, you know, is it too soon? Is it, you know, I know you gotta, I gotta, I have to write this book. The part of my healing is writing this book. Part of my healing is writing this book. So even though I have to relive the rejection, abandonment, the treatment that I received from my family, from so so called, you know, friends, minister friends, or ministers friends, or a friend in general. I have to go through it because the part of my healing is this book. So this book has to get done in order for the, my 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 healing to be completed, or uh, you know, yeah, it has to be completed through this book to help you know to help somebody else to let people know you're not by yourself. Um, you know, the worst thing to go through something and you feel so alone. You know, we know God is there, but in the physical, no one's there to talk to, no one understands. You know, no one can enough to understand. You know, it's amazing. This is God because I know a lot of ministers, but I had to meet Pastor on my brother's birthday, August thirty third. I mean, August twenty third, which is three weeks ago, and it was God. You know, coming from and she took the time out. She's been taking time out to pray and to help me. And she doesn't. I thank God. She doesn't judge me. She don't hit me in the head with the Bible. That's what I like about Pastor. She don't get me upset because I'm hurting already. I don't need nobody doing things to hurt me. And those are things I need to discuss. You, you know, sometimes we think, you know, sometimes we just need to listen and pray for people and ask God to help them get through this painful. And I just thank God for you because it's amazing that people you don't really know or people you just met, those ones will help you quicker than the ones you've been known for years, you pour, pour out to. You know what I'm saying? So I just thank God. I just thank God. For the healing. Amen. And you got to also take note that, you know, every it, it's all about assignment. You know what I'm saying? It's it's also all about assignment. But we'll, we'll I'm I'm definitely I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm going to pick that up. Um we're, it's about assignment. You know, you got to understand um that's why that's another thing that I always I, I that's another one something I teach is that when you come in relationship with someone or you're connecting with someone, I always ask God, what is this connection? What is the importance of this connection? Why am I why am I connecting? And um and you'll and when you understand the purpose of the connection, you'll understand the dynamics of the relationship. Like I understand everybody I understand that, you know, there are there are certain people who are to assist me to do certain things. And and other people cannot operate in that capacity. Not saying that they, they probably don't operate in that capacity, 
but that's not their assignment for my life, you know, or mine for theirs. There's some things with people that I could probably point to in certain areas, but that will have that's not what God assigned to in the relationship that 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 we have. He's assigned other people to do, you know, certain things. And there's certain people, I, you know, I point. Okay, let me point you. Let me this this is where you need this is. Go talk to this person. This is where you need to be getting this from. Go, you know, I, I refer them back to who should be that outpour in those particular areas because everybody's just not assigned. It's, it's about assignment. And, and there's some people in our life that we we're probably just there and we would pour in and they would probably never pour back back not- into us in in and and all is well. But you got you got to understand the assignment and especially for those who are called to be pastors. You better you definitely better understand real quickly. Real, real quickly, real, real quickly, that you know, you you will you will pour in the lives of so many people who would who would would who would reject you, mm. who would, you know, try to walk all over you, mm-hmm. who would turn their back against you, they would never they would never support you, they would never sow in your know, life. But the pastor, the person you. who was never there for them, they're sowing their life. They sure do that to you. You you got you have to understand the, the dynamics. And also understand the dynamics of relationships and purposes of them that are also keep us from being injured, um, you know, being injured in in um, in in relationships. So when you understand the purpose of what needs to be done and understand the, the different dynamics that's working in it as well, um, but that, that's definitely another. Uh, that's a definitely teaching. Um, a, a, Teaching. There's definitely some teaching, um, you know, that needs to take place. So we're going to get ready to shut down the show, and we're going to get ready to close out the line. Amen. Um, and I said, but again, I thank God for the dialogue. You know, I, I I've never met the woman of God, but I love her to life. Amen. Love her to life. You know, um, glory to God. Um, these three weeks have have been, you know, even life changing for me. Yeah. You know, as we have, um, a, you we know, have a relationship. Uh, we have a relationship. <laughs> we don't, we, <laughs> don't forget to edit after. Don't forget to click end and call. Don't forget to edit. <laughs> I, I will not. I will, I will remember to end um, the recording. Amen. The recording will be up. We go remember that. Last time I didn't hit start. I didn't start the recording. But all to the glory of God. God is faithful. God Thank is faithful. God. We learn from our mistakes. We all learn from mistakes. And, um, and, you know, I thank God for the great dialogue that we had today and the outpouring. Amen. And I thank God for the people who, you know, who lies it would touch, who lies it would actually, it would reach, and who lies that they don't just make a difference in, you know. Um, you know, and, and all to the glory of God. We just praise God for what he do and how he do things. Amen. And I just thank God for you just being open and just pouring out your heart. You know, this morning, you know, because God got here in your heart, Amen. And I'm thankful that you know that in your book, as you as you go through that process, you know, He's going to heal you right there. And I tell people all the time, you know, I know when we're writing books and things that are going on in our life, God want to heal. He 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 He's bringing you to that place because He also want to bring you to a point of healing. And you'll go through a healing process doing that writing, or you know, what I'm saying doing doing the the writing the book or writing the play, you know, or or, or, or giving that delivering that sermon or that message, amen, he will heal, he'll, you'll come into the completeness of the healing, you know, from that situation and, and from that circumstance. And sometimes we resist, we resist that healing process because of the, the, the re-experience that, that we, um that we, the re-experience of the event that we have. But one thing I do want to say about that, 
is that even um, when you're when you're going through it, when you're going through it, because it's like a a reopening. But to think about it, when you're going through this thing with God, Amen. You know, He's 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 taking you through that process so that He can heal you completely. He can do reconstruction surgery to your to your heart, you know, in that area, so that there will that when He's done with you, you won't there won't be a scar there. People won't even know it unless you told it. Amen. People won't even know the wound that you had inflicted that, that came upon you unless you told it. Because, you know, when he heal a thing, when he heal a thing, you know, there's no scars and you just don't look like what you've been through. You you won't look like what you've been through. You won't react. Out, you, won't, you won't behave or act out of what you've been through. Amen. Because the complete healness. Of, of God will be there, and, and, and that will be, you know, he'll have it, you know, when he heal a thing, there's no blemish, there's no wrinkle, there's no stain, amen, there's no stain from those things, glory to God, and, and we just, and we bless God for that, so the thing about we're reliving it with God is that the healing that he brings to the wound, to where, amen, the, the, there's, there's no blemish, no spot, or nothing. People won't even recognize that you've been in some places unless you unless you told it. When you begin to testify about the goodness and the glory of God that he's, that he's done in your life from bringing you um, out of those places, from healing you and delivering you from that in which you have, which you have been through. Otherwise, you keep yourself in a cycle of hurt and pain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you keep yourself in a cycle of hurt and pain from that situation and circumstances, and not only yourself in that cycle, but you also will find yourself where you're inflicting others out of that wound because you're wounded. Uh, you're, you're causing other yeah. people to we, be we, we have to, yeah, you're out, right. out, we have out to, of that and what you're doing. So, you're right. You're right. Um, we have to break the cycle. Hurting people hurt people. We have to break the cycle. It's very break important. So, glory to God. With that being said, I, you know, I don't even think we Go need ahead, a man Look, I think we need a command for the day, Amen. Um, because a lot of a lot of rich content has went over the the um the broadcast today. You know, a lot of rich content has went over the broadcast today, Amen. Um, to God be the glory. You know, thank you, Jesus. Um, but I, I want I do want to say this, Amen. As we go in peace, go in peace. Um, move in peace. Operate in peace. Allow the peace of the Lord to to build you, to encourage you, to lift you up, to restore you. Amen. Um, in in, in the name of Jesus. And, and allow it. Amen. Allow it to um allow it to illuminate from your life and bring it and and where it will transfer into the life of another. When you allow the peace of God, when you allow the peace of God to overcome you, Amen, and become you everywhere you go, you bring peace. And even when you go into chaotic situations in the storm, peace will begin, peace will manifest in it because you come in peace because peace dwells within you. Amen. Um, And thank you, Lord. Um, With that being said, people of God, go in the love, the joy, the peace, the favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior, who is none other than Jesus the Christ. And it is in his most holy and majestic name that we have convened in intercession and we have been empowered. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Pastor, to end it. I don't hear it. I'm doing it right now. <laughs>
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.